3: Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. There's something bad here that's not a human.
2: You'll catch them out of the corner of your eye.
1: There are growling noises.
2: There was a murder that took place in the house. He died right there on the floor.
1: This thing's torturing
3: people. And it just hurts. I feel like it violates her. They're not safe anywhere in this house. They're being watched. My name is Amy Allen. This thing likes death. I see dead people. This thing's like a monster. I speak to dead people. And he's pissed off now. And they speak to me. His head was cracked. But there's only one way to know if my findings are real. This guy was murdered. I rely on my partner.
4: I'm Steve DeShave. I'm a retired New York City homicide detective. I cannot help you unless I know the whole story. And I know every person, every house has secrets. You saw her? It's my job to reveal. Why would you stay here?
3: But Steve and I never speak. We
4: never communicate during an investigation.
3: Until the very end. Stop it.
4: We uncover if it's safe for you to stay.
3: I want to know the truth. I want to know what's happening. We're time to get out. told you, to to this house.
4: Amy and I conduct separate investigations. I got the witness testimony and look for hidden truths about the property's past. While Amy communicates with the other side. I'm in Fort Wayne, Indiana, a couple hours north of Indianapolis. We got called in by this guy named Mark. Mark said things are so bad in his house, his 18-year-old daughter's afraid to go to bed at night, and his wife's so scared she moved out and is living with her mother. Mark says he wants his life back, and he thinks we're his last chance.
0: Before Amy arrives, I clear anything that could influence her findings. This house has a lot of family photographs and antique collectibles that need to be covered or removed. When I'm finished, the location will be ready for tonight's walk.
3: There is something definitely not right about the land. There's a little old man. He says that a lot of bad things happened there with that family. There was also, like, a murder that happened. Somehow that ties in, too. I feel weak, unstable. Like something's trying to jump me.
2: Mark, on the phone, you mentioned how bad things were in the house here. What's going on? I've seen an apparition. Um, I've been touched, hit with things. My wife's been, you know, messed with. We'll go sometimes for like a month or two, and nothing'll happen. And okay. then it'll be continuous for weeks. Okay. So how long you been here? We've been here for eight years, and I bought it for eleven thousand six hundred dollars. Why so cheap? It stood vacant for eight years before I moved in. Uh, why don't you just sell the house and get out of here? You know, it's finances, and the thing is, it's my house. I, I get that. What do you know about the history of the house? I'd heard that there was a murder that took place in the house. How long ago do you think this homicide was? It happened in 96. Uh, you mentioned it was affecting the family, in what way? I just reunited with my daughter recently, but she doesn't like being in the house alone. And um, my wife won't even stay in the house by herself. If I'm not here, she'll go stay at her mother's. It's come close to us breaking up over it. It's affecting my work. What do you do? Well, here, I'll, I'll show you. I buy and sell antique firearms.
4: Can I take a look at one no of these? Oh, you help yourself. Are they loaded?
2: No. They were used pretty heavy in combat. Civil War, Indian Wars. I guarantee some of these guns in here have killed people. Actually, that's a Confederate pinfire. What do you hope that we can do for you with this investigation? I'd like to get my family back together. I'd like my, my wife to be able to stay here, my daughter to feel comfortable. It's really hard to do with the way things are going. All right.
3: This is almost like an antique store. So sometimes I go to antique stores, but I'll get drained and sick because sometimes there are energies associated with objects. There are some objects here that do have some residual energies to them. I feel really weak here. I don't feel very good. I don't
2: feel good. Okay, Mark, so what'd you bring me down in the basement for? I was sweeping the floor down here. You know, a fairly decent sized bolt hit me in the center of the back. You're down here alone? I was down here alone. What about the windows? Could somebody have chucked something at you? No, the windows are, are shut. Yeah, you can't open them. Okay. Did you, have you experienced anything else down here? Yeah, I'll see shadows down here a lot. What kind of shadows? They're like a solid black mass or something. You'll catch them out of the corner of your eye. You'll be standing there and you'll see something, boom, you know, across the room. And you're sure it's not a light reflection? I'm positive it's not a light reflection. Actually, these windows were all covered up. It feels sometimes almost like things hide down here.
3: This is bad, bad area. Uh, There's something very bad here that's not a human. I don't know if it's ever been human, but it's not human now. I'm staring at this black mass crouching in the basement. I'm not sure what it is, but I can tell it has evil intentions and hates living people in its space. And there's like definitely a pathway here. I think it goes possibly next door or underground. It doesn't like me, it wants me to leave. This room's not good though.
2: Mark, why'd you uh, bring me up in here? This is one of the areas we hear a lot of the noises. What kind of sounds are we talking about? Growling, like tappings, um, clicking noises. So are you the only one hearing these noises? Oh no, my wife does all the time. She won't even sleep up up here by herself. Well, let me ask you a question. With all the stuff you got going on, the noises, the banging, how are you sleeping at night? I'm not. I sleep during the day for the most part. Because of what's going on? Because of what's going on, yeah. Well, how the freak can you live like that? I mean, I I can't really. That's why I want you guys to do what you can do.
3: That thing kinda likes this area, kinda likes this space. The evil black mass I encountered in the basement makes its presence felt all over this house. And it especially likes the upstairs bedrooms. It makes lots of like weird growling noises to scare. That's kinda how it communicates. I don't know what it wants.
2: So what else is going on up here? This chest right here. One day, this chest had been moved and set, blocking off the doorway. It's heavy chest, and it was full of antique guns at the time. Wow. It's heavy as hell. Yeah. I mean, nobody broke in up here? Positive. Experience anything else? Me and my wife were arguing. And there was a small travel-sized bottle of hand lotion set on the dresser that actually flew and hit me in the chest. Well, she was arguing were you. So she didn't yeah. fling it at you. No, she didn't fling it at me. Huh? I, it started shaking before it even took off. So what else is going on up here? I fell asleep. I was watching TV. and I had my hand, pro- my head propped up on my hand in bed. And I'm laying there, and all of a sudden I wake up with my head jerks. Something had smacked my hand away from my arm. I actually left a handprint on my arm. It looked like it might have been a man's hand. You feel you're like getting picked on here? Yeah, I, I actually do. It seems not to like me, but I'm also the one that confronts it the most. Okay.
3: This big, gigantic black blob—whether it's touching objects, moving—that there is a lot of physical phenomena that this thing can do: throwing people downstairs or smacking them. It's a pretty, pretty, pretty powerful thing, especially when this thing.
0: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free
5: job on LinkedIn.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it.
3: Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's
1: bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST.
6: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50
4: Kim Mark mentioned that he hears all types of different noises and sounds. What about yourself?
1: The things that we noticed the most were, like, tapping noises. Sometimes there are growling noises. I've had my name whispered.
4: And when you heard your name whispered, was that a male or a female?
1: It was male. Also, sometimes you'll see, like, black mists.
4: Okay. Is there anything else happening in this bedroom?
1: The bed sometimes will shake. Sometimes a lot. I thought we were having earthquakes.
4: I mean, you got trains, you got heavy trucks going by here.
1: Let's say a semi goes by real fast. The windows shake, but not the bed. Okay. Anybody who stays here with us for any period of time gets touched. Like somebody's sitting in the bed with you, you know, like an indentation in the bed where it looks like somebody's sitting there and you can't see anybody.
3: Okay. I see this woman who lives in this house. She's a living person. And this dark thing, it definitely wants something from her. She's seeing this huge black shadow thing. Like I do feel like this weight on my shoulders, like being held down in bed by my shoulders. Like, maybe shook.
1: There are times that I get really, you know, frightened. I mean, I'm not even functional anymore.
4: Right. Mark explained that you're actually staying at your mom's most of the time. hmm Well, I would assume this is going to take a toll on your marriage.
1: Yeah, it does. The past two months, I've been away all but about two weeks. Okay. So lately, we've hardly seen each other.
4: I mean, what are your feelings like when you just come into the house? Did they change?
1: Well, it seems to go in cycles. Sometimes there's a lot of activity and sometimes there's not. Okay. But when I come in the house, I feel this, like, heaviness. Ever since I've been here, it's like I've just been totally drained of energy, just zapped. I say it all the time, I can't wait to get out of this house.
3: This dark thing feels like it's pushed a lot of illness in. Lots of illness. Yeah, like it's pushing, it's like waves. It, like, I just see waves coming in. This evil black mass travels in and out of the house through a portal in the basement. When it's gone, things get better, but it's definitely here now. There's a wave happening right now. It's either depression, like really, really bad depression or, or physical illness and bad luck. So it'll be really
4: bad. Shayla, I was talking to your dad earlier, and he mentioned that you're uncomfortable being in the house alone. Is that true? Mm
7: Mm-hmm.
4: Okay, how long have you been living here?
7: I've been living here about five months now. Mark's my dad, and we just found each other when I turned 18.
4: Okay. Mark tells me his daughter spent a lot of time in and out of foster homes. But even after reuniting with her father and stepmother... I got the feeling she's still not finding any peace. Now, what's the most frightening thing in the house for you?
7: I get this like weird vibe of like sadness and anger. And I've felt like fingers running through my hair or like something like touching my cheek. It just absolutely just mortifies me.
4: What do you mean by that?
7: I had a rough past. I was abused sexually. And when I feel these things, it reminds me of my childhood. I feel really safe being with my dad, but the house doesn't make me feel safe. Like, I'll hear the door handle turn, and then... (sighs)
4: So, that door knob turning brings you back to when you were molested? Is this
7: scary? thing in the world the pain that you felt just plays over and over in your head and then your heart starts pounding and next thing you know you're just you're just in tears something paranormal is bringing back that memory and it just hurts
3: this older woman comes up and she is concerned about someone like a girl who lives in this house And this woman feels like she's a protector of this person she's talking about. Like, she's just going on, saying that the situation is really, really dire, and that's why she's here. This older woman is worried about a young girl who lives here. She wants to protect her from the evil black mass that's terrorizing everyone in this house. I I feel like it violates her. What do you mean? Like kind of sexually. It's not good.
4: With so much bizarre activity going on inside Mark's house, I need to separate the easily explained from the unexplained. So I've called in an animal control expert to see if he can make sense of all the strange sounds in the house. My clients are complaining about hearing tapping noises and stuff like that. Now, is that something you get a lot of complaints about? Yes, we do, and that ends up turning out to be mice. Okay, so they're also complaining about hearing growling. Now, what what animals would that be? I've never heard that complaint. Okay. If you could do me a favor, give this place a good once-over so I can at least rule that out. Okay. With over 20 years on the police department, I know you have to rule out the obvious first. Then I can focus on what physical evidence can't explain. So, did you find anything? Nothing. Everything seems completely clean to me. Were you able to find any openings that maybe animals could come in and out? No, there's not one sign of any any opening. Okay, thanks for the good work. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Mark told me someone was killed in his house in the 90s. If anybody knows about this, it's going to be the local cops. I'm heading over to meet with a retired detective who actually worked Mark's neighborhood during that time. He tells me he's got some information that will definitely help my case. So, AJ, my client said there was a possible murder in his house back in the 90s. It sounds like you were able to verify that. Is that right? Right. Back in uh,
8: December of 96, this was the victim, uh, Alberto Lopez. He looks like a young guy. How old was he? He was only 25. So how'd the homicide go down? He had a living girlfriend uh, named Lucy Rivera. She was uh, considerably older. I believe she was 43. They got into an altercation, and he took off running to get away from her. She had a knife, and she stabbed him in the back. It was a fatal blow. He he died right there on the floor, right right in front of the stove.
3: I feel like there's a younger male here who doesn't want to be bothered like he doesn't want to be involved in anything and he'll lash out
2: Do you know when he died
3: i would say like 80s 90s
0: Did you get an age on him
3: 25 maybe he's creepy aj what do we know
8: about the victim not much of anything Nobody even knew him from the neighborhood. No next-to-kin stepped forward to shed any light on uh, who he was, and uh, uh, nobody even claimed the body.
4: Now, I'm assuming she gets college for this. She gets arrested,
8: she, right? She gets arrested. Uh, okay. In fact, there's uh, the article uh, after the incident. She ends up taking a charge of aggravated battery and uh, took a plea, got 10 years, and she served eight of them. Now, what's her story? She was claiming domestic abuse. There was an incident at a local bar that uh, she had told people that the next time he hits me, that's it, I'm gonna kill him. She was at a breaking point.
3: He doesn't like the people here. People are not leaving him alone. So he is distraught over this. People are bothering him, dead-end living. I'm not sure, but I do feel like he killed himself. He has so much anxiety, so much stress, so much anger.
4: I'm at the library to see what else I can uncover. Digging through the archives, I find a family by the name of Olds, who used to own my client's property as a business investment in the late 1800s. Turns out, they were one of the most influential families in Fort Wayne's history. But a local genealogist tells me they also had their share of misery. John, when I did my research, I came across the Olds family. It looked like they were pretty prominent. Um, and they owned the property I'm actually investigating. Will can you tell me about them? They were one of the top families in Fort Wayne in
5: the 1800s. This is Henry G. Olds. He inherited the property back in 1876. He was a very prominent man that had a lot of mercantile interests. When did Henry die? He died in 1902. He was 62 years old. He had a series of strokes. Each one left him more and more of an invalid. He was eventually confined to a wheelchair, and then he finally died at his house, leaving a widow and several sons who took over his businesses. Okay, so now who inherits the property that I'm investigating? His widow, Caroline, we see here on the left, inherits the property. So what happens to Caroline after he dies? Well, there was a, a series of lawsuits that really harmed the family. Why is that? Well, they had a wagon factory, and uh, in 1902, just months after Henry died, one of the workers fell and was killed. It was not a, a safe place. People were really unprotected, and uh, there was no one to oversee any kind of safety. And so the widow sued the company for $10,000. was a lot of money back then. A lot of money, yes. And that certainly took a big chunk out of their wealth. The coal company also got hit with a big lawsuit in 1913. A man was killed when some coal was being unloaded from a train. And then there was a fire in 1920. uh, The glove factory that they owned that conjoined the coal company burned to the ground. Okay,
4: so they wind up losing a lot between lawsuits and accidents. Yes.
3: I'm just seeing, like, these two dead old men talking a lot. They weren't paid well. They had no rights. And they're pissed they're just pissed they're mad about their living conditions they're mad about how they died i do feel like they worked underground like they were miners or something of that nature and the one said i died with my boots on all i see is earth rushing in on him
5: so now what happens to the sons one of the sons noble died in 1918 at a young age of 48 And two years later, the other son, Eugene, died of a massive heart attack inside their house here in Fort Wayne. And how old was he? 47. So she lost both her sons within two years? Terrible blow for her. Okay, so now what winds
4: up happening to her?
5: Well, she sells the mansion and then ends up in a worker's cottage with her daughter in basic poverty. And that's the big irony of this whole thing, because here's a lady who lived in a mansion in Fort Wayne. And then she ends up spending her life living in the very kind of cottages that the workers lived in, just like her own workers in her own factory. Okay, so she's close to the property I'm investigating. It was a few houses down from where the house is now, but at that time, it was all one property.
3: During my walk, I encountered several entities. So I had a sketch artist draw the most prominent two. First, the dark figure I saw in the basement.
0: Is he looking at you? Yes.
3: A very solid black. He's like this. Okay. Mm -hmm. Next, I describe the distraught young man. He has short brown hair, like here. He's got shadowing here and then shadowing here. That's all I remember. Is that what you saw? Yes.
2: Now
4: that Amy and I have completed our investigations, we're ready to reveal our findings to each other and our clients for the first time. Amy, I'd like you to meet the family that actually lives in this house. Uh, This is Mark, this is his wife, Kim, and this is his daughter, Shayla. Activity's gotten pretty bad in the house here. Shayla doesn't sleep at all at night. Kim actually goes to her mom's house to sleep. That's how frightened she is. (sighs) They wanna know if they can live here normally and as a family together. So they feel we're their last hope, and that's why they call us in. So with that, I'm going to turn the conversation over to Amy and hear about her walk.
3: So when I walked in, I got the same feeling I get when I walk into an antique store. And I felt that there were, in fact, objects at this location that held some kind of residual energy that could be draining. You know, we've been to dozens of locations that have antiques. And this is the first case where it was distracting.
4: Actually, Malk can help you out. Why don't you tell Amy what you do for a living? I
2: deal in uh, pre-1898 firearms. Wow. And he's got quite a few. I've seen the collection. About 30, I think, right now. I have one that was from the Indian Wars. Wow. 1870s. And I have a Confederate Penfire pistol, which I'm sure was used.
3: And they're in the house. Yeah. Okay, very interesting. All right. That might have been why it's so draining and if anybody's, you know, kind of sensitive, they could feel the draining.
1: That's me. I mean I have just no energy since I've been here. It's just gone downhill, you know, to where yeah, I'm barely functional now.
4: What else did you see?
3: In the garage. I met a male probably between 18 and 25 years old. He, frankly, doesn't want to be bothered with the living or the dead. And he feels like his space, which he has made out there, is being violated by the living and the dead. So he feels a lot of anxiety, um, stress, and anger. I believe he killed himself. uh, And this was in the 80s or 90s.
4: There was only one that lived in this house, back in the time frame you're talking about, but it wasn't a suicide. Oh, really? A guy by the name of Alberto Lopez uh, lived in this house with his girlfriend, Lucy Rivera. He was 25 years old. She was 43, and they had a very volatile relationship. This is him.
3: Oh, wow.
4: Now, I have an article here about the girlfriend. Back in 1996, he winds up getting into an altercation with his female partner here. She stabs him one time in the back and he winds up dying upstairs in the kitchen. You said this guy was dealing with a lot of anger. Yeah. The girlfriend was claiming that he repeatedly beat her. So do you think this is the guy you might have seen?
3: I did a sketch, Um, you guys can tell me.
6: Oh, my God. Yeah, it God. looks pretty
2: close to me.
1: I'm just amazed at the likeness.
4: At first look, I wasn't so sure about Amy's sketch. But you put a mustache on him, and it's a pretty close match.
3: I felt like he killed himself because he wanted to be alone. This man was so depressed, I assumed he'd killed himself. I'm not sure how he actually died... But one thing I am sure about, he's still inside that garage. So
4: what else is going on?
3: I came down to the basement. I encountered two old angry men. They're angry because they felt like they didn't have any rights. They were paid really terribly. They were extremely poor, and felt that the conditions were not good. And they're very pissed off about how they died, which seemed to be in some kind of an accident.
4: It's interesting, but the only thing I can think of during my research that may come even close is the people that owned this property before it was developed. A family called the Olds family. Uh, Very prominent in Fort Wayne. A lot of money. Now, they own factories here and their workers lived in houses on this property. The way they mistreated their employees, wind up being the demise of them, And they bought this area as an investment property. They didn't live here. Here's a picture of Henry Olds. Henry Olds winds up having a stroke in 1896 and another five strokes up until 1902 when he dies. When he died, his widow Caroline wound up taking over. This is actually Caroline right here on the left. And that's her daughter. When Henry died, Carolyn got hit with a few lawsuits from the families of mistreated workers. And she lost everything. So Carolyn wound up living on this property uh, like a pauper with her daughter. Was it in this house? No, uh, in a small house that was built for workers. All because of the mistreatment of employees by their family and the lawsuits that were brought against them. What else did you
3: see on your walk? I saw down here in the basement this funky, nasty thing. I'm not sure if it's ever been human. It's rather large, very powerful and negative. Sometimes you'd see it as a dark blob or like an animal and it didn't want me here, wanted me to leave.
2: I've seen a black blob upstairs. And mm-hmm. I looked at it for a second, and all of a sudden it just. Like it, it was like it was alive. It just took off.
7: hmm I've seen stuff like that, too. It's just kind of like in the corner of your
3: eye, and you go to turn, and it's not there anymore. Uh-huh. So I had a sketch artist um, sketch the scene I saw of the thing crouching in the corner down here in the basement.
4: Oh. I usually don't get creeped out by much. This creeps me out.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, Wow. I'm just horrified. I, I just don't know what to make of that. It travels between this house and the house next
3: door and it goes underground. When it's away, um, things are fine here. When it comes back, it brings very bad waves of depression and illness.
1: For me, the depression comes and goes. I just get sick. I mean, I literally mm-hmm. feel sick. Like I'm off center all the time.
7: One day I'll be like totally, you know, happy myself, singing, dancing around the house. And then I'll wake up one day and I'm angry, depressed,
3: just mad at the world for no reason. Interesting. It likes the basement and the upstairs. It growls to scare the living. Really? Mm Mm-hmm.
4: They've been complaining about hearing sounds and growling.
3: Wow. Okay.
4: So I did have a guy come in, a pest control guy, and check the whole house out and found no uh, evidence of any rodents or animal life in the house.
3: Wow. It can get physical and touch people or move objects. Frankly, I'm surprised that it hasn't become more violent, like maybe throwing people down the stairs or smacking them or things of that nature.
4: Well, you pretty much just described
2: exactly what they're all going through. I was sweeping up down here. And next thing I know, this bolt drills me in the center of the back. And it hit me hard enough to left a mark.
3: This thing is really what's causing, you know, havoc within the house. I saw it holding someone down in the bed up there. I saw it shaking the bed. It
7: just really scares me because I don't want it to, like, hold me down or anything when I'm trying to sleep. And I don't... Wanted to get more physical.
3: There was a woman that I met, she's probably in her 50s. And she's very concerned about a girl who lives in this house. She's afraid that this girl is being violated. And that she's afraid uh, that she might be getting sexually assaulted by the entity. Oh, God.
7: When I was a kid, um... I was sexually assaulted repeatedly for about six or seven years. Oh my gosh. I moved in five months ago. Now that I'm here, I finally have a dad. I feel safe that no person's gonna assault me sexually. I don't have that fear anymore, but I hear things in the house that, you know, twist a door and all, like it'll give me flashbacks of my right. childhood. and. I'm trying to get over that fear, and I can't. (laughs) I don't want
3: it, like something paranormal violating me. This thing, you know, definitely wants to invoke fear. I believe it wants to basically torment and torture females. Like right now, it's just like, you know, I'll turn that doorknob and because it knows that's going to bother you. And this might be why this woman is here now is to try to help protect and try to comfort and keep watch over the situation.
4: Do me a favor, though describe the finger going through the hair. Yeah. Explain that to Amy the best you can.
7: Just feels like someone like just kinda like caressing, just slowly. Kind of like and then it kinda goes behind like someone tugging Mm -hmm. Your hair behind the ear. Sometimes it's lovingly, like Mm -hmm. like, kind of motherly-like, but in a way,
3: like it still frightens me.
4: Could it be this woman that showed up?
3: Could be, yes. I'm not sure who she is, but you do have a female here who's looking out for you.
4: Now, this thing, is there any way of knowing how it got here?
3: I'm not 100% certain at this point, because he kind of... Shut himself down as soon as he understood I was getting information from him. It could be family lineage. It could be that somebody brought him here. I'm trying to like okay. piece it together. Like, how did this thing end up here?
2: Is it possible that I brought him in? Because I've brought in guns from the, you know, 1600s, uh, 1500s.
3: Unfortunately, at this point, anything's possible.
2: Well, it's been a tough
4: night, but at least now you know what you're up against. Uh, The question is, can you guys live here together as a family? With that, I'm going to turn that over to Amy, and hopefully she'll have an answer for you.
3: Dealing with the negative entity. Now, this is going to get interesting. I think that it would be a wonderful idea to get a warlock in here. Now, that's a male witch. This needs to be a male witch who's very... Masculine. The first thing that this individual would do is a banishment ritual to rid him and send him to where he belongs, which I believe is hell.
4: So why does it have to be a masculine male witch or warlock?
3: Because this entity is intimidated by males who are masculine. And I think it's intimidated by you. That's why he picks on women. Because he's a coward.
2: So, is this thing a a, a demon? Yes. Shayla, how are you feeling about all this? It's
7: just,
3: um, just a little kind of just overwhelmed, I guess.
4: What about this guy in the garage?
3: My one suggestion is to have a very short, to the point conversation with him. Let him know that you know who he is. You know that he's there you know what he wants, and that you're basically fine with that and to give him the time and space for him to work his issues out, as long as he doesn't bother you or your family. What about the antique guns? You need to cleanse the antiques. Okay. Um, And the way that I would do this is just a real basic cleansing is to have some holy water get it on the rag, dry out the rag really well, and just, you know, rub down the items, and just ask God to remove the negative energy and or person from the item.
4: So by doing that with the old stuff he's got and wiping it down, would that get that tired?
3: Yes, that'll help a bit with the draining feeling.
4: Now, I want you all to look me in the eye and promise me you're gonna listen to Amy's advice and do what she tells you.
1: Yep, 100%.
2: Okay. You have my word on it, otherwise, I wouldn't have called you.
4: Okay.
3: Shayla? Yeah, totally. I definitely want to get rid of what's in the house. Okay. There are several dead people on Mark's property, but the evil black mass poses the greatest threat. I'm worried that if they don't deal with it immediately, their suffering could continue and they might never find peace.